We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Knicks fans, how you doing? It's your boy, Jonathan Macri, with you for another episode of the Knicks Film School podcast. We are coming at you at the end of another week in which, well, let's just say it, not a lot's going on. It's uh, These are not the dog days. The dog days, well, let me, you know what, I'm going to bring in my trusty producer, Andrew Claudio. How you doing? I'm good, John. How are you? I'm okay. I um, it's been a week, which we don't need to get into on this on this podcast at this, uh-huh. this time. But it has been a week. Um, the dog days in baseball are August or July or August. both. August. The post, okay. post All Star break when the weather becomes ninety five minimum is usually the dog days of summer. I'm sure right. Oz will hear this and correct me of when it actually is, but no, that, I'll, I'll that's when that. I usually understand that around my birthday, August 3rd, which there you go. is when I usually hear we're in the middle of the dog days of summer. So, yeah. Okay. So this is not the dog days of the NBA off season because first of all, it's not the off season. There's still teams playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't, it's weird because like, I feel like you maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm not on Twitter as much, but it feels like there is less in terms of the rumor mill. Is that fair to say? There is, which is, I mean, if we want other people fully behind the scenes, this explains why we dedicated a whole week to Dame Lillard and a whole week to Kyle Lowry and a whole week. I mean, to lots of but it's what, but it's what people are interested in, right? Um, so you know, I mean, it, it's I'm I'm here's the thing. I did wake up. Um, whatever it was yesterday morning or this morning, again, it's all blending together. And I'm like, Oh wait, the draft is three weeks away. Yeah. So that's like a thing that's, that's coming soon. Even though I feel like we've talked about the draft already. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, I feel like we're, we're maybe getting closer and closer to um, actual real content to sink our teeth into. 
to say nothing of summer league when we will have uh, some more basketball games. Oh yeah. Which would be very fun. And Um, we'll be there for, which is another part that we'll be, but just real quick. I I hate doing weather talk, but I feel like this is actually an emergency. You haven't seen the weather in Vegas lately. Have you? No. Okay. I put Vegas on my Apple weather app when I knew that we were officially going just to see what it's like. Yeah. I haven't seen a temperature below triple digits in weeks. I mean, that's just, that's great. It means you're breaking a sweat. It means you're, you're, you're sweating out the calories. 115 degrees yesterday in Listen, Las Vegas. It's like a free, so you, you have to pay for the privilege to use a sauna in like an upscale health club. <laughs> this is free sauna. I listen. Florida was really fun because the beach and the pool was right there. And yeah, now there's, there's no we'll be walking the strip in the middle of a desert. Well, for, I don't know about that. I don't know how much walking of the strip I'm, strip I'm going to be doing. Be a lot of there be an Uber fund here at Nick's Film School. Okay. Um, we should say uh, today's guests uh, probably also joining us uh, in Vegas as is everybody in the NBA. Um, so very, very uh, happy to uh, have a debut of a new guest, Jamel Johnson. Um, if you don't know who Jamel Johnson is, it means you have not been listening enough to the Blue Wire Podcast Network because he has not one but two, two, count them, two podcasts on the network. Um, both are kind of NBA uh, comedy based um, his latest one. It, it kind of goes back and, and talks about some of the uh, the great um stories in NBA history, which are more off the court, which may have been lost to time. But I'll save that conversation for when he's uh, when I'm talking to him, because it's it, it's a lot better then. Um, before we get to it, though, Andrew Claudio, do you know what today is? I think I do. I think I know where you're going with this. What is today, John? Well, today's July 8th, uh, 2021, mm-hmm. which means and, and I am I am 38 years old. So that means. When I was a 27-year-old, on this very date, it is the it is the anniversary of the the drunkest that I have ever been <laughs> in my life, and I've told this story before, so I won't tell it again. But uh, the the, well, the night for someone who wasn't there for the last time you told it, you can. It's okay. Well, it's the night of the decision. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, I was bartending that night, and I was I had I had talked myself into the fact that. Uh, LeBron was coming because, of course, he was going to come because how in God's name could he go anywhere else? Couldn't go to Miami and join up with two other guys. That's, that wasn't done. That's mm-hmm. not a thing that that happened. Um, and so when it didn't happen, uh, I just, yeah, there was some consumption of, uh, of, um, of, of, of things that were behind the bar. Were you bartending at the time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, like... Were you working and this happened? Did so this- here's the thing. I, oh God, how, how much should I peel back the curtain? I, I, the, uh, I got involved in a small group of bars okay. while I was in college through a family member. Got me a job as a bar back um, as a way to kind of be like, you know, I'll, I'll give you a, I'll give you a test run. And I did that for six months. And then I was a DJ and then a bartender and a manager and the whole thing. So I had like worked my way up in this company for several years. So I had slightly more privileges than your, your average run of the mill bartender. Um, mm-hmm. So, which is to say that if I got sloshed one night behind the bar and completely lost control of my faculties, um, I was not going to get, you know, fired. I would, I would, I probably got a stern talking to from someone or another the next morning, but yeah. I have to look up the YouTube rules, but I think as a way to commemorate this night, maybe in the future, we'll just, you know, do like a, a drinking game on the air for one of the post game pods. And I, again, YouTube started to add more and more like content restrictions and, <laughs> things you have to submit whether this is approved for a rating so i don't know if getting completely wasted online is is approved anymore but I've never i've never been wasted um live uh, on next film school youtube on youtube no i know because i've watched every single one of them it would yeah. be interesting if that actually happened no i don't think i would i will say this the decision well so first of all you say you were convinced or you had convinced yourself he was coming yeah is it like is that with a curve on it that like, was there any doubts that night? Because I have a different experience with the decision. I, you know what it was? I was, once they announced that they were doing the special, I was, and, and the fact that it was taking so long, mm-hmm. I, at that point, I was convinced that he was leaving. So then it was like, well, 
he's not going to go play for the Clippers because mm-hmm. it's the Clippers. And the only other, the I mean, uh, the Bulls were in it. I'm like, he's not going to so follow in the footsteps. Six of- teams. There's six teams, if I remember that night. And the, the biggest image I have in my brain about the actual program, the decision was them putting him in every single jersey. And then when he got put in a Knicks jersey being like, that's it. Like, it's that was the moment, my last bit of hope. So it was six teams. It was the Knicks, the Nets, the Heat, the Clippers, the, the Bulls. Bulls, and obviously the Cavs. Yeah, okay. That was my recollection. So I was like, I had ruled out the, the Clippers because of the Clippers. I had ruled out the Bulls because of Jordan. I mm-hmm. had ruled out the Nets because, I mean, obviously the biggest free agent's not going to go to the Nets. That's never going to happen as long as I'm alive. Um, Reminded they were still New Jersey at the time. So it was oh, like... Yeah, that's, well, no, wait. They, were, they, been, they went to they Jersey in they 2012. They were announcing that they were eventually going yes, to head. Okay. It was still three seasons away yes. before they were going to be in Brooklyn. So whatever it, they were, you're right. They were still in Jersey. They were still in the swamp. Um, and again, I told you I'd ruled out the Cavs and I had ruled out um, the heat because again, and this is, I think where a lot of the, probably the, well, player movement has been the number one discussion that, uh, that came out of that night over the last decade and change. But I also think in the, in the immediate years that followed, there was a lot of back and forth about, super teams and like this LeBron made that a new concept and then people pushing back and being like, well, wait a minute, Magic Johnson played with James Worthy and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Larry Bird played with his two Hall of Famers and Kevin Garnett was, they just had, you know, those three in Boston and like this had been happening ever since the, you know, the days of like West and, and, and Wilt and, and Elgin. Um, So it wasn't new, but you know, it, at that time it felt like cheating. And I didn't think LeBron would, would cheat. It had never been like, you could say magic and played with cream and like super teams probably had existed, but they didn't do it in this way. It had never been put together in one free agency. You had seen them organically build out to that. Like even the bulls super team of the nineties was built out to that. And then Dennis Rodman as a suppressed asset went to Chicago and created that. Even the, the the Boston one, neither of those guys went there in free agency. That the the Celtics tanked by a trade, and the night of the draft they traded for Ray Allen, and then it was a seven for one deal with Paul Pierce that Kevin McHale did his buddy Danny Ainge a favor. So it, it had never been done in free agency, like you said. And if and if you want to even go a step further, you could say that this wasn't full bore yet because Wade was already there. And even though, yes, Wade made the proactive decision to come back, he was still mm-hmm. there. Really, it was KD and Kyrie. That was the full, like, you know. The question I guess I have for you is, is it fair to say in your brain, at least, what that I have left, yes. Right. That the, the, the night of the decision, because I think every Knicks fan has had this, which is why to relate it to today, it's been interesting to see the, like, we're finally not just pipe dreaming for an off season. Like, let's keep building this way. Um, Is it fair to say that that night was your come to Jesus of like, no one's ever coming here. No one's like going forward. I will believe it when I see it. No, 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 it it was not. Um, What was it then? Or has it even happened yet? I don't, Yet, I think we've turned. The, I don't know. I don't think it ever. The closest that it came for me to happening was was um, KD and, and Kyrie going to Brooklyn that night. So here's the other thing. The only the Nick at that point it was 2010, right? Mm-hmm. More than uh, roughly, roughly half of my Knicks fan watching life was. The Knicks were the center of the universe of the NBA universe. Maybe not right. the center, but they were a little bit off center. Yeah, and they were the, one of the most respected organizations. That was up until two thousand one ish, and then um, it went started to go down. And then they made the playoffs again two thousand four. People like to forget about that. And then it went really downhill with Isaiah. So my mindset up, leading up to two thousand ten was that the glory. Never left. It was just Isaiah got here and he made it such that free agents were incapable of signing here because there was no cap space. Mm -hmm. So when the LeBron thing happened, it wasn't 
no one's ever going to pick us. It was, oh, my God, someone had the chance to pick us and said no. There was a long way to go before th- that. W- that was a full decade later. That's a good distinction. And that's where for me, like I'm a little younger than you. So I maybe a, th- a third of my Knicks fan life was when the Knicks were the center of the universe. Um, but like the Knicks had not had cap space or really anything significant since 99, 2000. And then for me, it was more like for two years, which is why when people say like, I want to build like, like the mellow trade shouldn't have happened. And like the plan still from Donnie Walsh's brain was we're going star hunting in the summer of 2010. And he struck out. So then the next stars that were available, they were going to go get, you can argue about whether or not, you know, you should have made a trade like that where the Knicks gave up too much like that. You can argue that if you want to, I still like with the lockout looming, I understand if like get a guy here while you can, so you have no idea what the next CBA is going to look like. Yeah. Having said that for me, the night of the decision is similar to how you experienced it. And that someone had the chance to come here and didn't, but has also shaped like when Durant was a free agent in 2016, when the Katie and Kyrie off season. And yeah, it's why like, look, the night of the decision, I was already convinced he was going to Miami because really? when, when enough people tell you the same thing, cause like leading up to it, and this is where, when he, when he comes on here in the future, if you want to, I mean, you'll be quarterbacking the argument, the conversation. So maybe I won't tell him this, but I think when Evan Roberts comes here next, I have to blame him for why any thought the Knicks were coming here. Cause for four days leading up to the decision, yeah, he was saying like, he's coming to the Knicks. Maverick Carter was in New York. He's not just going to have this big special and say that he's leaving. It was in to say that he's too. staying. It was in Connecticut. Allen Houston's thereby. Like how close is Westchester to where this thing is being, being done. And yeah. you know, here, what eventually happened that night was like, he tweeted out. I was wrong. Like Evan Roberts being like, what now you were wrong. You were telling me for four I, days it was going to happen. If I recall correctly, some, some reporter, I, I think reported something to the effect of that. It, it was, he was leaning next or it was going to be next. I forget who it was. You know who the reporter was? It was Alan Hunt. Was it Alan? So the, the two oh, okay. big reports from that night, this is pre Woj and Shams. Yeah. Alan Hunt said, I, hearing that he's like the Knicks are the favorite. Then the big one was Greg Cody of the Miami Herald, who's now a big personality of the Lebetard show, uh-huh. tweeted out that night. Um, so, so the night before the decision, I should say, uh-huh. that the, they're getting all three. And then the next day, the news cycle was that, oh, my God, they're actually going to do this. They're, well, all so three of them are going because then Bosch announced he was going. Wade announced he was going back. And then that night, LeBron made the decision. Um I don't, I did not have Twitter. I wouldn't have Twitter mm-hmm. for six years uh, <laughs> until after that. I'll be honest. That was the first summer I had Twitter. That's the other oh part. God, a lot of people went on Twitter, Twitter that six summer. Six years before I did. My God. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Um, but like, so I don't think I had heard anything until I got to the bar and like, I was, I think I kept refreshing um, oh my God! What was the website I used to go to all the time for this? Was it True Hoop? No, it's not True Hoop. Okay, not real. Was it real? G- no. it might have, the real GM. That was might the one. That, it was real GM. Was the one I used to go to before Twitter.com decided to yeah. exist. Well, real GM is how I found how I found out about Amari because right? mm-hmm. I just kept refreshing, and then that was that. Yeah, that was a yeah. that was a happy moment. I was so happy when Amari came here. I it was the first time I thought that LeBron might actually come here because stars are coming back to New York. So, yeah, but um, such is life. Happy All anniversary, right. though, John. Yeah, have, yeah. I, it, it, it's impossible to answer this question honestly. It is it is not possible to answer this question honestly. But I'm going to ask it anyway. Okay. Do you wish he came? Uh, yes, of course I do. What, what what's different if he doesn't? Like what what's the alternative? to him not coming the alternative the, the alternative to him not coming is what has happened the last 11 years right so like 
So if you're saying like the domino effect of like, we don't end up with RJ, we don't end up with worldwide. West, I'm not, even, no, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about like, so he would have come. They probably, well, they either don't win a championship. Which- oh, so you're, so I see what you're saying. Cause yeah. I equated that question to if he comes like, Wade's coming. Bosch is coming. Like, oh, no, the no. That's the Miami Heat had happened yeah, no, in no. New York. If you're saying he chose to play with Amari and OK, so here's my answer to that. Yes, because I think with the assets they used to trade for Carmelo, yeah. they then use those assets to trade for Chris Paul. And there's your big three. Interesting. OK, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'll say this. And this is why I, I prefaced it by saying it's impossible to answer, honestly. And then we'll move on to today's interview. Um, sitting here today, you know, 2021, mm-hmm. I am happy to be a Knicks fan that has never had a LeBron came to New York and won the Knicks a championship. Like, I, I'm happy I don't have that. Because nobody that's rented the Knicks for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to, because I'm going to, you know, and, and it's like, that's that would be, I think, unique to the Knicks because the Lakers had so many and so many stars over the years. It's like, what's another star to come and put like, you know, the Laker jersey on and like win a championship there? So I don't think it necessarily cheapened the Laker championship because, again, that's always been the Lakers' mo, and it certainly didn't cheapen anything for the Cavs because I mean, fuck, they came back from three one down. They hadn't won anything in sixty years, whatever it was. Um, but I th- not that it would have cheapened the championship, but like, I don't know. It just um when it when it happens and it'll happen, I, I think it'll be that much sweeter. That's all. I I wonder. So this is a whole different conversation for maybe a different platform. By the way, <laughs> maybe, maybe just. A different way that's that we would. A, that's what they call a tease. That is a tease. Stay tuned for a pretty big announcement coming soon from Nick Film School. Anyway, um, it would be like the, it's impossible to actually, like you said, honestly answer this. But do you? Will it be sweet if it's like they go star hunting next off season and the uh, like? the version of the team that exists, but it has Julius on it. He's like the one guy yeah, that's I, been here, become a Nick, like quickly takes a leap. Whoever they draft takes a leap and they're able to get like Lillard without trading RJ, you know, I think like, that's the thing that I've, I've been trying to personally no, I, 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 like I digesting what I want in the Knicks to do in the future is, does it matter who's here when they're making their run do is, does it matter that the guys I mean, are being rented that they're just like living in New York? They're not actually Knicks. And yes, I'm like referring to what's going on in Brooklyn right now. Like yeah, you've got I, to watch what they built. And now you have guys that don't like identify as nets. Whereas New York, we here became a rallying cry. Do I prefer that being successful and going for it to what seems to win right now in the NBA? I mean, by that logic, the only like in the last 10 years since the Mavs championship, right? In 2011, mm-hmm. the only quote unquote, like I don't, legit is not the right word, but like you, you, you get like fully non super teams yeah, or, or, or non, yeah. non someone came here and to, p- brought us over the top. The only ones of that nature were 2014 San Antonio, 2015 um, Golden State, and then uh, this year. Well, actually, no, because the Phoenix wins. So while I'll give Phoenix a pass, though, is because like they didn't have to gut their roster. Like they didn't have to do an Anthony Davis trade. They didn't have to do a Kawhi, Paul. Yeah, no, no. And those those guys, there's listen, there's gradients of this. Like Mm -hmm. the 10 out of 10 is if the Nets won this year. The the one out of 10 is the like probably the actually I would actually maybe argue the the Golden State in 2015 because that was truly homegrown. Like yeah. they just grew all those guys. They just happen yeah. to be fucking really good. Um, you know, I'll, I would like it to not be the 10 out of 10. Um, I, I'd like it to be somewhere in the middle. Um, I, I, but in terms of like, like if Dame's on the team and, and they win the championship, uh, like, uh, am I going to like, no, I mean, that, that, that would still be fucking awesome. Um, I, I hope the, RJ's here too. Yes, me too. I think the better question to your, and we can wrap up with this. The better question is like, 
had LeBron had the success he had in Miami and you were now emotionally attached, like LeBron gave you two championships, the only two you've seen in your lifetime. Yeah. Would you be able to have a goat conversation? A goat conversation? Yeah, because now you're emotionally attached to it. Like LeBron's our guy. I would ride for him. Like, yes, LeBron's the goat. Go away, Michael I, Jordan. I think now you're different because you you're very analytical and you look yeah, at the I think numbers. I would, so I think you'd be, be able to be like, yeah, he's Michael Jordan. I love LeBron, but Michael Jordan. I mean, I, Michael Jordan's my favorite athlete ever. Mm-hmm. I after the after the Warriors champion or the Cavs championship in 2016, I came to understand and accept what LeBron had done in 2010. It took me six years, but I, mm-hmm. that, that night something clicked for me and I'm like, Oh, I get, I get it now. Um, I will never like him and quite, and I, and I will never respect a lot of what he does. I respect what he does off the court a lot for, for charity and kids and like being a good, I think for the most part, he's a good role model in the whole thing. Um, but I will never like him, mm-hmm. but I still think at this point it's, it's too close to I'll, Jordan's always going to be my number, my number one, but it's too close. I, I can't sit here and be like, oh, I'm right. You answered my question by saying how much you don't like LeBron and he's your number two all time, right? I'm I in my mind, I've only been now. I only I could go back to like 1980 because I just so that's why guys you can't you didn't see. It's hard to like. I don't even know how to yeah. have a conversation about Bill Russell and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, frankly. Or it's a lot of it's a lot of third hand stuff. Reading what other people, mostly white, wrote about. Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain and Oscar Robertson. And and just like, how you do know. you wrap your mind around a league? I mean, we're really going off the rails here. How do you wrap your mind around a league that had eight teams? Yeah. Or whatever, 12 teams, whatever the fuck it was. Like, it's no why teams. the the Willis, the, the Jokic being the first ever second round, the second ever second round pick to win MVP. After Willis Reed, yeah. Who was the eighth pick in the draft. <laughs> pick in the draft. <laughs> Same pick as Obi Toppin. How about there that? There you go. There um, you go. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. This, these are conversations we should continue, perhaps on another. Perhaps, and, maybe. Uh, stay tuned we'll, is stay all tuned. I will say. And have well, a good weekend, yeah. everybody. Yes, enjoy your weekend. Stay uh, dry, as apparently there is going to be uh, some some inclement weather. All right, I gotta add this one last thing. So, <laughs> I just a little behind the scenes. John and I, he and his lovely wife Dolores invited me and my lovely girlfriend over for a barbecue tomorrow. We're just going well, we to meeting. I invited just you two guys over. We're not having right, like so a barbecue. We were just, we had been meaning to get together sometime. Yes. Um, I'm this was, finally, this is months into, and months. Right. We've been, we've been planning, putting it off, planning, putting it off. Yeah. I'm finally moved into my new place. So it was like, you know what? I'm free next Friday. Why don't we do this? We'll just, we'll, we'll come over. We'll go for a little bit. And during the day, you don't. Uh, right. It, you know, it was yeah. like, it was a thing. And so when we logged on for this, I was like, obviously tomorrow's out. Right. You were like, why? And it's like, have you not checked the weather? Fully unaware that a tropical storm is working its way up the East coast with New York and specifically Long Island in its path. This should give you an idea to a how unplugged from the rest of the world John is, and b how solely like Nick's focused he well, is at the moment. It's when I'm not dealing with real life shit. Mm-hmm. I'm my focus is only on, on the, the Knicks, Knicks and, yes, and producing content about the Knicks. Agreed. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I'm. You know who I am. I'm the guy in the zombie attack or the fuck, whatever that movie is, who there's a ring at his doorbell and he opens it with his cup of coffee and he's like looking at his phone uh, for something and then looks up and there's someone like bleeding from like, you know, uh-huh. their ears and, and nose and whatnot. And there's like people screaming and running down the street. The and I'm exact, like, what's going on? The exact example is when Will Smith walks out of his house in Independence. Day that's exactly that's it, And yeah. sees all of his neighbors packing up cars. Yes. And then for some reason can't see the 17 mile spaceship, 15 mile, 15, mile, 15 mile spaceship that's right in front of him. Yes. That you are Will Smith. And yeah, what's his thing. excuse? He doesn't have a fucking daily newsletter, Movie. right? Or a Roland Emmerich. That's his excuse. <laughs> Roland Emmerich directing. I love that movie. I'm not trying good, to take good rewatchables, by the way. Yes. Yeah, very good. Rewatch. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Joining me now on the Knicks Film School podcast. He has a new pod on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. It is a narrative podcast called NBA Storytime. It is awesome and hysterical and amazing. If you have not listened to it yet, what are you doing? Uh, He's also the co-host of Air Buds, an NBA comedy podcast. Also, of course, on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. And you could find him on Twitter at Nonprofit Comic. Please welcome to the show, Jamel Johnson. Hello, sir. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, Thank you for also telling me how to describe my own show. Narrative podcast. Like people are like, what do you what's the show? And I'm like, I I like tell a story or some shit. (laughs) I don't know. You got to like listen and somebody else. Let's start there, because I I I find it fascinating that like with so much content out there about specifically the NBA, but just in general, like every, everybody and their mother, if there's, you know, there's probably 875 different podcasts about basket weaving at this point. Um, like I, I really don't feel like we have something like this. Where did you come up with the concept? Honestly, um, you know, the, um, the general Peter Moses, my guy over at blue, blue wire, he was like, Hey, do you want to do this? We're like, we had this idea. And I'm like, shit, I'm in. You know? <laughs> Him and uh, Harry sport out, you know, he did a bunch of the writing. And then I had my guy Dan come in and we, you know, wrote a couple more, did some punch ups here, there. It was a real team effort. I just kind of got brought in on it. So we, we should say for anybody who doesn't know, um, you're basically so there's kind of two different types of episode episodes you put out. There are the episodes where you 
kind of tell in, in narrative form about like kind of a forgotten NBA story or maybe something that doesn't get as much play as it should. Um, but then, and this is what I really love, you have post-game episodes to those episodes in which you talk to someone about the subject matter, which like, I'm honestly not sure which I like, which I like more, the original shows or the post-games. I mean, it does make the shit mad re-listenable. Yeah. The story's pretty short. You know, it's like a 10-minute story. And then we talk about it for like 15, maybe 20 if things get real weird. It depends, you know, on who's coming in, who who wants to get jokey or whatever. You know, when I was first became familiar with you, um, obviously for a few years, because you have quite a history um, in the business. You know, I thought of you as a comedian, um, you know, obviously you stand up, uh, you've done, you know, television work and, and all that good stuff. Um, so why, why the NBA? Why was this the direction that you wanted to go to bring your comedy to like the podcast format? Honestly, I just love watching basketball so much it's just the thing like people ask me what i'm watching all the time i'm like i'm watching a game i don't know <laughs> what show is on i'm trying i'm watching fucking fran uh franchello doing fucking fiba the africa game i'm watching you know what i'm saying i'm i'm i want a game on if so there's basketball was, on you're gonna be watching it exactly so that's the start and then you know it it seemed like there was a void especially when we started Airbuds. you know it wasn't a lot of comedy basketball things why would there be it's like a sport everybody's trying to be serious or whatever i guess but then but it I, just, so you know. I don't know about that because like to me like you know I, I follow all the sports but the reason i've kind of gravitated to the nba is i feel like there is a more personal level to to it in terms of like you know the nfl is, and especially major league baseball like i don't feel like you you get to know those guys the nba like, you know, some of the personalities in the sport, I actually feel like those if, if ever there was going to be a sport where this type of a podcast would exist in, it would be the NBA. That's true. And I mean, the NBA is the funniest of them all. I know I just said that he's trying to be serious, but like All Star Weekend was always funny. Yeah. Uh, the, the Nike ads are always funny, you know. Russell Westbrook is funny. I just Russell. laugh whenever I see Russell Westbrook just going about his, the gla- his life. Yeah. Remember when he was wearing glasses with no prescription? Just why? Why are you doing that? Doesn't make any sense. See, that's it. I would like to. I would like to hear a narrative podcast about about if those glasses were real. Exactly. Yeah. And his. I also. You know. See, we can give a whole new podcast based on this. Like, I want to. I want to hear from his like clothing designer or his fashion PR, whatever that is. You know, these are things that interest me. Um, That's a good point, man. (laughs) Um. So. Uh, we'll get to the Knicks in a second, but we're recording this right now. It's, it's Wednesday, uh, July 7th. The, the game one of the finals happened last night. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any, like, what are your thoughts on these on these finals? Do you think that the winner should get, like, an asterisk because of all the injuries? Are you, are you buying it 100% legit? Where are you at? I mean, it happens every now and again. I, this feels crazier than ever. I mean, you know, what a year it has been. But, like, Correct me if I'm wrong, but like once or twice a decade, somebody who seemingly isn't supposed to win wins it, right? I, I actually, I would argue it happens more often than that. Like it, in, so this is interesting. in retrospect, we like remember, for instance, like the 2014 Spurs team that beat the Heat in five games, mm-hmm. the air conditioner game with game one. Like we oh, look yeah. back on, I, or at least I look back on that. I'm like, oh my God, that's the most beautiful basketball anyone's ever played. But before that series, like everybody was like, oh, LeBron and the Heat are going to win their third in a row, right? No, for sure. Absolutely. So I wonder how we'll look back. It'll be interesting to see how we look. How do you think we're going to look back? I'm going off topic already. Uh, How do you think we'll look back on this series maybe five, ten years from now? Because I feel like maybe this will be like, oh, this is when we learned that Devin Booker was like one of the top five players in the NBA or something like that. It really depends on if the Suns win or if they don't. I think if the Bucks win, everybody's going to be like, asterisk, don't fuck, what is this? Because <laughs> everybody hates real. Milwaukee. This isn't fucking basketball anymore. What are you guys doing? But if the Suns win, yeah, it's like Chris Paul had his moment, Devin Booker, Rose. I mean, that team, god damn. I mean, Bridges. They don't have any weak spots. Yeah, he, how consistent is he? He's the fucking fourth banana doesn't miss always cutting when he's supposed to. 
it's so funny because we're again talk about something I'd love to do here a narrative podcast on. We're two years removed from the goat shit article in ESPN about their GM that were I don't know. Did you catch that one where they had someone? Oh, Andrew, I may need you to step in. There was Ooh. a there was um, some reason why they had goats. I swear I'm not making this up. Goats in the in the office of the general manager of the team at the time, Ryan McDonough. And there was a reason for it, which is, of course, escaping me. But apparently the goats or goat was it multiple goats. Andrew, do you remember? I have the, I have the article pulled up. It's uh, it was a practical joke. Oh, um, a practical joke. So okay. From a Diana Taurasi event, they stuck goats in Ryan McDonough's office and they shit all over the floor. OK, there we go. Well, um, I'm glad the Mercury are getting involved. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Shouts out to them. You know, see, the, look at us. Look at the story NBA. franchise. Yeah, cross promoting. <laughs> really but there wait, I don't know. wait. What old woman are you? Because you're saying, yeah, like, my bad. Okay, so there like was a famous a, fan or something. Yeah, yeah, famous fan. They had like a um, you know, it was like a Suns. I don't know if it was like a season ticket holder event. Okay, but so for some reason, this 70 year old woman got a mic at this like Suns town hall meeting, and she was like. The management is garbage. Y'all don't know how to draft. She like broke down like 10 years of decisions. So in particular, she called out Robert Sarver and was there like, you're like the you haven't lived until you Googled Phoenix Sun's old woman. Um, there's I know a what video I'm doing tonight. <laughs> there's a video on YouTube of her at a city council meeting just obliterating Phoenix Sun's owner there Robert it Sarver. Is. So yeah. we we don't quite need this because we just had a good we'll transition to the Knicks because we just had a pretty good year here. But like, you know, if the Suns do indeed win it with Robert Sauer as their owner, I feel like this is a good sign for fans of teams who maybe have owners that have not always been exactly what you want. Um, so we'll turn to the Knicks. Um, how like again, you're, you're not like a Knicks fan or anything. So I, from, from afar, like, how did you view this Knicks season? Do you think it's like fool's gold? Do you think like they're legit back? You know, they're going to be here for a while doing some doing some things. Where, where are you at? I mean, it looked pretty good to me as a Wizards fan. I've had, you know, a, a front row seat to uh, a lot of L's from y'all. And um, I mean, the core looks good. Nobody's like. Nobody's too old or anything. Mm-hmm. It's like you got Derek. Derek Rose is the oldest piece, right? That's true. And well, no, no, no Taj Gibson. Don't oh, forget yeah. oh, about forgot, it. We, we yo, Taj Gibson playing for his life. We do not day. sleep on Taj Gibson on this podcast. He's, no, fair enough. He's the You're patron right. saint of it. Wait, so, so before I, I, we're going to get to your pod in a sec, one more thing. Oh, we'll, well, let's do a little GMing. So Bradley Beal walks into uh, your office. You're the GM of the, mm. of the team now. And he says, okay, it's time. Um, I'm leaving in a year anyway, you know, just, but he's like, you could send me wherever you want. I don't care. Um, just get the best deal you could get. Are you, are you even thinking about speaking to the Knicks if they don't put RJ Barrett on the table? Yeah, no, I mean, what, uh, what would I, I mean, Julius Randall, we got Randall, we I got mean, Emmanuel quickly, we got Obi Toppin. It's just some Kevin aside, aside from Barrett, it's a bunch of shit we don't exactly need. Not even shit. I'm just saying, like, we got Rui. You got Rui. We got Rui, we got Gafford. Yeah, Gafford. I like Gafford. We're, we're, we're stuck to Thomas Bryant, you know, whether it's uh, he was right or not. Before, he was bowling before the injury. Just, I felt really I, bad. Okay. Having Gafford makes me feel better about it because Gafford is not interested in shooting threes at all. Sure. If you want to be seven feet tall and play yep. four, you want to be a stretch four, you can do it now. But before <laughs> we, but before I saw Gafford on the team, I was like, dude, you have to be, be in the paint. There was two guys this year that every, I feel like everybody was like, why did their teams just like want to dispose of them so quickly? One was Daniel Gafford. The other was Bruce Brown on Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, don't, don't know what those teams were doing. Um, okay. So you're, you're not interested if it, if it doesn't include Barrett. That's fair. I, w- I would like to see Barrett. I would like to at least have, w- have a word with him. At least really come like down, a have a sandwich. <laughs> Let's <Okay>. talk. Turkey <laughs> sandwich? Just talk. <laughs> just talk. Talk. <laughs> Because that's great for y'all. I mean, you guys need a, a 
I'd be trying to get back a point guard too, though. Us well, so I we, I think we so that's why we're not trading R.J. Barrett, but um, you know Bradley. It's funny. I think there are actually people out there who would rather trade Barrett for Beal than for Lillard. Hmm. I don't know about that. I mean, you watch Maybe. the guy every day. Who 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 do you think is higher, the better guy? I mean, it's Lillard, but slightly different positions. Obviously, you know. So, but if you're if you're counting on both of them to bring up the ball, definitely Dame. For sure. If Brad gets to play two for real, then you know who knows. But Dame's still better. You know, yeah. just. Winning he's also older stuff. though. He's also older. So that's but, fair. And yeah. B- and Bill's right there, dog. I mean, he's right there. It's like not that much of a difference. No, he's he's good. Well, unfortunately, Barrett is off the table, so these these discussions have to end. <laughs> Let's turn to your podcast. So you've done you've done three episodes so far. Um, you did a Shaq versus Hakeem one. You did mm-hmm. the Draymond Green. Um, I don't know. I'll just call it the nut shot. Yeah, um, the, nut, the nut era. The nut era, yeah. It's quite literally a flagrant two. Yeah. I mean, so many. He almost killed Stephen Adams. He almost killed that man. He did. You you can't be doing that stuff. Um, and then you and then you did one, which is I have to say it's my favorite because you re, um you referenced the biography, which is one of my favorite sports biographies ever, the Will Chamberlain biography. View from above, um, yeah. Yes. Uh, well, no, that's the autobiography. You, oh, you mean the, the um, by larger than life. Yeah, there we go. Yes. Great book for anybody who, who's looking for a good NBA book to read. And you talk about how he allegedly, allegedly, allegedly slept with 20,000 women. I have to say, where did the impetus for that show come from? I mean, it came from him talking about it on Conan. He was on Conan in like 97, and, you know, promoting his book and then. You know, he was like, I like monogamy now. Yes, I did sleep with 20,000 women. You know, it's just fat. Like, all right, I, I guess, man. How You know, just to eat that number is crazy. It is a lot. Like 20,000 when you think about it, it's it's it also takes a lot of stamina. Um, I'm I'm curious, like what. I can't even imagine what would be the closest thing an NBA player today could come out and say. Like nobody said anything in the last 15 years that would even that comes close to anything like that. Right. Like we just yeah, don't get no. that kind of thing. No, you won't hear that. You won't hear anything like that again. I think probably not. But but also there's a. So what's happening now is women who have hooked up with NBA players or they'll be like, OK, I've seen this, this and that. So we're kind of hearing more from the other side than I, ever. But that I, number still I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I as, I don't know if you could see, I have a framed um, commemoration of J.R. Smith's, um, what was that? I think it was an IG uh, back and forth with, with someone asking yeah. a young lady if she would like to partake yes. uh, in the pipe. I feel like J.R. Smith is the <laughs> spiritual ambassador to Wilt. Would, it, would you agree with that? Yeah, just given... Just given the way, you know, he's the only shirtless champion. <laughs> he is the only shirtless champion in league history. It's it's hard to say it's not him. There might be some guys who aren't exactly stars who give him a run. I think Will Barton's giving him a run. I think oh, we don't speak okay. about Will Barton enough. I think Will Barton has a an all star track record that we'll never we'll never know. We'll never know the depths. Will Barton is truly gone. So maybe not someone to bring to the city of New York as a, as a trade target or eventual free agent signing. Well, you know, hey, who knows? Sometimes this sometimes dudes play exclusively for the coitus, you know? <laughs> That is that is that is a clip, um, and to each their own. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, know who, who, you know, cast the first stone, not me. Um, anyway, uh, so one more on this one. Um, <laughs> what's another urban legend, NBA urban legend that you that seems like it's probably bullshit, but which you which you think is actually true? So put aside the twenty thousand women. Do you think like mm. the Patrick Ewing frozen envelope, like the get the Jordan oh, gambling yeah. suspension? Yeah. Um. What, is there one that you think is like actually legit? 
Well, we've been talking a lot about Paul Pierce pooping his pants. That one has to be probably true. Hasn't that been proven? Am I imagining that that was proven recently? Well, he's didn't no. he say something? He kind of alluded to. Yes, that's what, I, that's what that's I'm what that's what it was. To. So you know, that's a good one that I think is 100 percent true. Uh, Allen Iverson spending a hundred thousand dollars at the TGI Fridays. Oh, I hadn't even heard that one. Yeah, yeah. I think it was it was All Star Weekend in D.C., which is his city. Yeah. Went to Georgetown. It's his town. He got MVP, and I believe he shut down the TGI Fridays on I Street for a complete 24 hours. I was about to say how I was about to ask how many hours would you because like TGI Fridays, I don't think there's anything on a TGI Fridays menu that's more than what twenty bucks, nineteen ninety nine. I mean, yeah, yeah, the best, the Jack Daniels uh, steak like is probably marinated twenty four. Yeah, yeah. yeah, in Jack Daniels, that's like maybe twenty bucks. Yeah, so you really like talking that that's some math involved with that. Forget the twenty thousand women. Yeah, um, there's a lot of Long Island iced teas. You know what I'm saying? I think the bar, you know. I think he was just handing out shots for hours and hours think, and hours. What do you think Allen Iverson drinks when he's really, you know, not when he's like hanging out on on a, like a Tuesday night in his own house. I'm talking about when he's out. You when think he's, he's out and about? He might be a vodka guy. A lot of these dudes who came up in that uh, when rappers all had vodkas. Oh yeah. So he might still be like a vodka crayon, maybe maybe even a Red Bull, sugar free Red Bull. <laughs> we don't know. I can see AI with a sugar-free Red Bull, keeping keeping it healthy. Um, let's yeah. go back to the nut shot uh, for a second, the, the flagrant two, as mm-hmm. it were. I, I I think sometimes about like the amount of careers that were altered because of that. Because like, let's just start with LeBron. Like, so if that doesn't happen, we figure LeBron doesn't win that championship. Where is his legacy at that yeah. point? Or like, uh, flip it over. If Steph does win it, then he gets then two in a row on his own team, but then no Kevin Durant maybe comes because Kevin Durant wouldn't come to a two-time champ. Like, do you ever do you ever spend time thinking about like how that single play probably altered the course of NBA history, at least legacies wise, more than anything? Yeah, I do, but I never thought about it from the Steph and Durant angle, because you're right. That doesn't so then where does Durant go? Does he leave? Does he so, go to Cleveland? Is it LeBron and Durant? <laughs> I, I mean, I'd love to get the Knicks in this conversation, but he they he wanted no part, I think, of that. I think, actually, you know what? He may have gone to Boston. Because mm, that was the team that was, I remember, he did fucking Bill Simmons and shit. It was like. he. Yeah, I think know? he, yeah, well, Simmons likes to build up how, like, he was really thinking about them. Yeah, and Durant was like, let it go, man. He's just, I was like, I, was, so I thought about play- it for like one day. So let's play this out. Let's just say for arguments, because he was, you know, he was getting out of OKC. Because you, yeah. do we really think he was staying with Russ? I, I doubt it. Who knows? I think it was about beating LeBron more than not wanting to play with Russ, too. Just okay. in my head, because that was because of how the chips fell too afterwards, especially because he was always chasing LeBron. True. He's been very public about it, from, you know, kind of early on. Yeah. And uh, so I think that's just where his head was. So he probably wasn't going there. To, 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 to Boston. Or to Cle- to Boston. Oh, no, he wasn't going to Cleveland. He's definitely yeah. going to go to Cleveland. So maybe, maybe let's just say he goes to Boston. And then, so then there's some LeBron KD battles in the East. Do they not get Tatum in this uh, world? Ooh. Is that who's gone? Is it like no Brown or no Tatum? No, because that two? wasn't there. That was the Nets pick. Oh, shit. So they get these dudes anyway? Yeah. They oh, get that's them so anyway. fucked up. Yes. Yeah, well, Boston sports. I hate this game. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, but then you could also think about like, so Chris Paul ends up getting traded to Houston. Does Houston still lose to Golden State? Because, you know, after Chris Paul injures his hamstring, does Chris Paul then not get traded to the Thunder? Does Harden ass out of you? Like, really? One nut shot. Two nuts. One, one shot. One shot. And LeBron NBA knew ex- he knew exactly what he was doing, by the way. You, you that believe that? Oh, for sure. There's you. All these dudes all have league pass, like the good league pass. They're watching every game. You know what I'm saying? They know exactly what's going on. And they know Draymond has been kicking people in the dick all fucking playoffs. Is uh, uh, Draymond Green Hall of Famer? Like he's going to make the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Easy Hall of Fame conversation. Or do you think there should be a conversation? I think there. I mean, 
if they win gold this year and he's on the team, I guess the conversation's over, man. So you think that would actually, okay. Well, honestly, because don't they just want to see a bunch of years? Like maybe if he like, like if he was to stop playing right after this, he wouldn't be first ballot just on time. But like what? A few more seasons, just a couple more playoff appearances. It's pretty, you could lock it up, right? I th- I mean I th- if that's the, but it's the NBA like everybody gets it like another I got into trouble this summer a little bit with two two former well one former Raptor one soon to be former Raptor I think Kyle Lowry and DeRozan because I think again both of those guys are getting in I think Lowry's an easy case and I got Lowry, I had a lot of pushback on Lowry pushback on Lowry over DeRo- DeRozan's the tough one I think DeRozan's the tougher one I'll give you that but I think he's gonna get in I think all these guys are getting because it's yeah. the NBA. I it's mean, like participation in, trophy for sure. And all of these dudes, anyone who played in Team USA, anyone who gets a gold medal should probably be in the Basketball Hall of Fame. I, I don't know. That's an argument. I'm, I'm here for that. As long as they do other, you know, commensurate stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. And then they all have like, and then yeah, you know, college careers. You make one Final Four, you get a gold medal. Very good. I'm in. <laughs> It's not bad. Um, I want to go back to the, the first episode that you did uh, before we finish up, because I mean, I was like, he did not do a narrative on the Taco Bell one-on-one uh, pay-per-view matchup, but you did. Um, and I'm curious, go, go to today, fast forward, I guess, 25 years. Give me your, can you give me your top three one-on-ones that you would like Taco Bell to challenge or, or to, to sponsor today amongst mm-hmm. players in the league? Uh, KD versus LeBron. Sure, easy right number there. one. Easy That's number easy one. for easy one. Uh, ooh. I'll throw out one since we were just talking about it, both of these guys a minute ago. What about Steph versus Dame? Is that okay, in the yeah. top three? Yeah, yeah. Steph or Dame is definitely in top three. I mean, they gotta. I just feel like. We're gonna need every Pepsi product available for that one. It can't just be Taco Bell. We're gonna to have to. It's gonna Mountain Dew is gonna need their own special section. Yes, everybody. You know? um, I'm wondering, is there like any big man one on? Because that was it was so funny how the game has changed. They chose two centers. Like, is there any centers who would even be if you said, okay, this guy versus this guy would even be in contention for the third spot? Because I could think of probably like a dozen guards or wings I'd rather see matched up. Then, like, who would it be? I guess Embiid, Jokic? Is that Embiid that be and it? Jokic is a game. Embiid and Jokic is a great game. Or AD, I'm like, who's the matchup for AD? <laughs> Fucking give me Julius Randle. Do it at the oh. park. Yo, Julius versus AD. All fucking West 4th Street, dude. Fuck it, man. Put him in the there. Yeah, let's go to the jungle. I'm down for that. You know, you got Julius. He had the pictures two off seasons ago with the chains and everything. Like he could walk into West Fourth with the chains on. Yeah, I, I wouldn't would, mind I'd, it. That could I'd be pay, fun. I'd, I'd wager. I'd, I'd wager some money on that, and I would. I would pay uh, several American dollars to to watch that. I just um, want to see like a point guard tournament of champions. Just give me all of these like. Like Rondo versus Pat Bev is just a fist fight. Let's just, you know what I'm saying? Let's just watch them fight. Wait, I was about to say, do you want to see the basketball or do you want to just like an MMA tournament involving? I just, I just want to see dude scratch. I want it. Okay. So it's, it's them two. Let's throw Lonzo in there. Let's throw Chris Paul in there. Sure. I'm just trying to, what, what eight guards would eventually lead to a fist fight? Um, well, we can't, it has to be guards. So no, like Jay Crowder and no, obviously no Draymond. Oh, well, no, you know what? Jay Crowder gets the last spot, um, but it's going to be last. <laughs> I had, I mean, he, you can't have that tournament, right? Without, without Jay Crowder. You're right. Without Jay Crowder. But you could throw John Wall in there. We'll throw LaMelo in there just, you know, and then oh, like, he's got to play Lonzo in the first round. We'll just, I was about to say, he has we'll to just do that. That's not, that's not a real, like I would want LaMelo in my draw if I'm, if I'm that. Um, For sure. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's another another good so one. That I'm fr- I'd probably pick Chris Paul to come out of that. Um, although Rondo's a pretty good one. Does Luca count as a point guard? We'll give him a slot. I could give him a slot on this. Should be one I, white guy. There should be one white guy there. <laughs> there for who? Is there any other white guy who would, is even in the discussion for that? You know who I bet? Here's uh, people are going to hate this because I advocate for the Knicks <laughs> signing him. TJ McConnell. Hey, that little yeah, he's gonna get on a lot of people's nerves. You're telling me he wouldn't 
Come on. You know it. Pat Bev versus TJ McConnell oh, in Pat the first round be. of a, a winner take all the point guard off. That's pretty good. I see now we're talking about things that you want to get like my $30 or my $40. This is where it's this is Whoa. how that money comes out of my pocket. That's and into intense. Yes. Um, <laughs> Can I throw an idea out there? Please. Ooh. So if you add like a bonus round and the score is relevant to what everybody at home cares about, but you do Ben Simmons against Draymond and you say wow. like, there's a line you have to shoot from behind. And then it's not necessarily who like first to 11, whatever, but what people are actually betting on or counting on is the time of the match. And if it reaches an hour before either of them get to 11, oh. like that's everybody gets free taco. Bell. Oh, fuck. Yeah. It's like, it's like craps. Yes. Like they just, <laughs> you're literally, it's literally just like a last man standing match. You yo, know, that sounds incredible. See, yo, this is some big dollar stuff. Yeah, no. Um, Taco Bell, call us. Pay-per-view, yeah, Taco well, Bell, somebody. Speaking of speaking of Taco Bell, uh, my, my last question, why did I order Taco Bell while listening to that episode? Is Taco Bell, is Taco Bell, here it is, is Taco Bell on the Mount Rushmore, on your personal Mount Rushmore of fast food? I mean, today, I, I think I have to say yes. I think I have to say yes, just the overall body of work. It's been a while <laughs> since I've been... But also, okay, it's definitely on the the weed top five list. When I found out what marijuana was, Taco Bell became very important. Is that a really, really, is that really a different why. list? I think it's a different list because I'm not going to Jack in the Box if I'm not smacked, man. What's the point? Why would I go there? I'm I'm trying to, go to think Wendy's what, or something. I'm trying to think of what wouldn't make one list that would like. For, so for when I think of my Mount Rushmore, my number one is probably, is probably white castle, which, you know, that applies obviously to both. Yeah. That definitely goes both ways as does Taco Bell two way player, two way player. Um, is pizza hut a fast food? I can't say no. This is, this is only drive throughs in my list is I'm thinking drive throughs. Okay. Okay. Um, that's fair. I don't know if we could have another burger place because I would throw Wendy's out there as well. If, but I mean, Wendy's, Wendy's is strong. Wendy's a strong contender. But see, that's sure. another one. I think it belongs on both lists. Um, yeah, this <laughs> is really tough. We could be here all day talking about fast food whole thing. But I, I like the idea of the weed one. That's good. Maybe because yeah. in the drunk list is you know who knows the drunk list gets people produce the drunk list might just be five seven elevens in a row. <laughs> I'm not a drunk seven eleven. 7-Eleven I get that's for my coffee in the morning because okay. they have all the, the array of creamers out. So 7-Eleven might be on the sober list because there's a sober list. <laughs> what would be hold on, wait, we're going to we'll finish up. I promise. What would be on the sober list that definitely does not make any of the other lists? Burger Check. King, because Burger King is only where high schools are. <laughs> that's I didn't, I didn't, what were you going to say, Andrew? Chick-fil-A. Ooh, hey, they just because have a sober attitude. Everything in Jesus' about it. name, we yeah. eat our food. Okay. So that is on the sober list. I'm not putting yeah. them on the weed list. I don't care. I'm well, so th- how can you put something on any on a weed list that is closed one day of the week? Especially a yeah, weekend. And it can't day. Make, Especially Sunday. And it can't make the drunk list because they're not open after midnight. Exactly. And you're oh, hitting on something one. too that for the, the weed or the drunk list. Like the availability of being like Taco Bell was the first that I can remember growing up that was open till 4 a.m., especially on weekends, which why we haven't mentioned the Golden Arches yet. Yeah. Now, once they went to 24 hours, it's like it's like when when Netflix decided to start a streaming service and all these companies (laughs) were like, wait, they can do that. And then they just got this gigantic start. And here we are. Your best ability is availability. I'll tell you one. I'll tell you one that would be on on the sober list. Um, and I would have said Kenny Rogers Roasters, but they're not around anymore. Is- Whoa. So Kenny but, Rogers Roasters. So now that the flavors and the emotions that you get when you think about those flavors should be it should be on every inebriation list. But you need skill and your your all your faculties to eat the the chicken because there's like, you know, there's bones and different things of that nature. So you don't yeah. want to be you don't want to be falling all over yourself while you're. Trying to be on the ball. Um, this was fun. 
this was a good place to uh, to end. Kenny Rogers. We could yeah. we could we could think uh, we could reminisce about Kenny Rogers. Um, one more time, <laughs> Jamel. Can you uh, can you can you pump up everything you're doing for the folks at home? Oh, uh, for sure. Uh, yeah, NBA story time. Story time is one word. Look it up wherever you listen to anything. Uh, at Airbuds, if you want to watch, if you want to uh, listen to three men who who maybe hate each other, we don't know. There's drama. Listen to Airbuds for some shit like that. Uh, I'm at Nonprofit Comic on Twitter, and uh, keep listening to Nick's Film School and get some gear because y'all logo is crazy. You guys got the craziest logo. It's we both have our our hoodies hanging proudly strong you know very good we appreciate that um and i will say good luck to your wizards next year. thank you we'll we'll see we'll maybe we'll hire a coach maybe we won't maybe we won't can you say russell westbrook player coach (sighs) would love it if bill russell could do it i mean obviously bo russell russell westbrook it's even in the name and at least in the timeout footage i've seen it's a lot of him talking so we could just <laughs> it's a match made in heaven yeah um this was great everybody go check out jamel's pods um check him out on twitter and uh thank you of course for joining us here on our pod the next film school podcast for another episode and we'll be back with you with another one before you know it.